We are Shell and Aaron Odom, founders of A Radical Relationship. Our testimony is one of redemption from divorce, addiction, and witchcraft. Here at A Radical Relationship, our mission is to empower men and women to go deeper in their relationship with God, self, others, and their calling through self-examination first. Let's get into it. Father God, um, I just pray that you go before me during this time, that you anoint my message, that it falls on soft hearts um, that are ready and willing to receive what it is that you have to say. And just be with me. (laughs) It's been a day. So uh, it's me, Shell. If you hear the little tingle, And in my voice, it's because we just recently got back from the Dominican Republic and we brought something back. Okay, something did not give what it was supposed to have gave and we're we're feeling it. But despite that, I had this topic on my heart that I really wanted to share with you all after just doing some Bible study and spending some time in God's word and yeah child let's just let's just get into it so the podcast episode today is on are generational curses biblical uh Aaron and I we recently did a YouTube video series uh not a series we did a YouTube video on this topic if you're looking at us on YouTube you're going to see me referencing my notes a lot um, but we did this YouTube video where we discussed the topic of generational curses and just um, what some of those patterns were that we were looking to break in our own our own familial patterns. And so if you haven't um, checked out that video, um, go back and check it out. We're talking about generational curses. We're talking about um, demons and prophecies and just kind of getting into that a little bit. And so, um, after a recent conversation with one of my friends, we, um, we're just kind of talking through how religious jargon, right? Like sometimes just the words that are being used because they have been used out of context and over-spiritualized in some ways and weaponized in some ways, it can really just kind of turn you off to the, freedom that is truly to be experienced in Christ when um, some things are hard to accept just because of what our history is or what our perception is around all those things. And so some people are going to hear generational curse um, and they're going to think like, man, you know, that's a super religious term. I don't really rock with that, right? Some people are going to hear generational curse and they're going going to embrace it immediately, um, unfortunately, because it can feel kind of like a padding, right, for their behavior and a simple reason, a simple excuse in some cases for their behavior. And for many of us, terms like generational curses, uh, spiritual warfare, uh, demonic influence, demonic possession, um, For many of us, those terms make sense and we're, you know, just really familiar with those things. And so we embrace those things with good intentions, but not necessarily scriptural reference. And that's me. Um, That's where I was on this topic of generational curses, even as recent as two weeks ago. 
when Aaron and I recorded that. And um, after doing some study, just realized that I did fall into that category of, you know, it's a term, it's a concept that I get and that makes sense. Although I never have really studied it out for real. And so um, I was prompted to study it out because I was having a conversation with one of my girlfriends and asked her about if she believed in it. And she said no. And I was like, man, you know, let me go back to really study this out in scripture to see, to make sure that I have the proper perspective as well. And so that's where... um, this came in. And also just thinking about, you know, as someone with the platform, how can I be rooted and grounded in truth? And how can um, I just be sure that where I'm leading people is to the right well, right, that we're drinking from the right well. Um, And what I ultimately find, like many things in my journey right now is that there is middle ground (laughs) that is not always all or nothing. And so what we see in scripture with the context of um, generational curses was sort of born. um, We we do see a context in scripture. Let me rephrase that. We do see in scripture where the concept of generational curses was born. But we also see based on scripture how that concept has been tainted and has been used in ways that was not exactly how it was meant. And ultimately, I'm going to give you the goods up front, but then I'm going to back into it and explain ultimately the better term to use is generational patterns as opposed to curses. And we're going to see why once we take a look in scripture. Uh, One of the things that I love about um, the path that I've taken in life and that God has had me on is that my path um, includes a background of psychology. And I love where psychology and scripture meets because sometimes there is secular knowledge, if you will, about a thing that when paired with scripture makes sense um, and just enhances our knowledge and understanding of a thing. Um, I do have both a bachelor's and master's degree in psychology. It's very near and dear to my heart. Um, Coaching, which I do, is very much so related to this as well. And so we're going to explore a bit of that today as well, of where the scripture um, also meets psychology a little bit around this to kind of give us a more holistic um, view and approach to this whole generational curses idea. And so um, break out your Bibles, if you will, to journey with me. We're going to start by exploring where this idea of generational curses comes from. And so I'll start out by saying that I'm out of breath, y'all, because I've been moving a lot around. Okay, I came back and was sick. Okay, we're trying to get through it. So The concept of generational curses, I'll start out by laying the ground that this is an Old Testament concept. So that in and of itself, um, for those of you who are Bible acquainted, right, is going to already give you some knowledge about, well, if it's an Old Testament concept, where it lands in um, our current Christian walk today. Um, So the first scripture, I was going to open the scripture, but I've actually um, copied it here in my notes. The first scripture is Exodus 34, 7. Um, And it says, I lavish, this is the New Living Translation. 
I lavish unfailing love to a thousand generations. I forgive iniquity, rebellion, and sin, but I do not excuse the guilty. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children and grandchildren. The entire family is affected, even children in the third and fourth generations. And I'm not going to read every instance of a reference to like a generational curse type thing in the Old Testament. Um, but you'll also find some references in Deuteronomy and Numbers. Some of these that are being explicitly repeated from Exodus um, as well. So this is not an exhaustive list. So that's the first one. Exodus 34, 7. Now, the two things that stood out to me when I looked at this verse is that he says, I forgive iniquity, rebellion and sin, but I do not excuse the guilty. And so the first kind of challenge to this idea of a generational curse, now that we know that we're living under under the new new covenant, the New Testament is, am I am I still guilty? Or has somebody already taken care of that for me? Okay, follow me. All right. So I lay the sins of the parents upon their children and grandparents. The entire family is affected. That was the next thing that stood out to me in this version. It didn't say the entire family is cursed. It said the entire family is affected. The entire family is impacted. Right. So that, um, you know, raised an eyebrow for me. So that's one instance where we see this concept come in. Um, The second is Exodus 20, chapter five. You must not bow down to them or worship them for I, the Lord, your God. The background is that he's giving them the Ten Commandments for I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God who will not tolerate your affection for any other gods. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children. Right. The entire family is affected. There goes that word again. Even children in the third and fourth generations of those who reject me. So that's Exodus 20. Uh, verse five. And oftentimes one of the mistakes that we make is that we stop reading, (laughs) right? We find just kind of like one scripture that backs up what it is that we believe. And then we stop there. But actually, if you go on to read verse six, he says, but I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commandments. And so What I see here where this Old Testament idea of um, something being transferred through generations, the punishment being transferred through generations, it stands out to me that when in this version, he's not even using the word curse. He's talking about how people are being affected. Um, But he also says those who reject me. And then he goes on to say, but for those who love me, I do this instead. Another scriptural reference uh, from the Old Testament is found in Deuteronomy chapter 30 and it's verses 11 through 20. And I'm not going to read all of those, but what's happening in these verses, the title of the passage is the choice of life or death. He says, um, Today I have in verse 19, today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and cursings. Now I'll call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. And so he's literally making a um, 
He's drawing the connection between life and blessings and death and curses and curses. Right. And so um, it's this idea and it's this Old Testament idea that you get to choose your path today. Choose. Are you going to choose life and blessings or are you going to choose death and cursings? And so that's where this first introduction to me comes up of, OK, so there's a choice. Well, you know, if I have a generational curse, then I have no choice. Right. So is it a curse or do I have a choice? <laughs> Which one is it? So we have to, you know, allow scripture to inform scripture, as my good friend Neka Osaya would say. And so with that, um, another scripture reference is Ezekiel 18. And this is meant to be very much so giving Bible study. So this is something for you to go back and take these references and kind of look at them for yourself. I'm not going to go through every single passage, but Ezekiel chapter 18 is another great reference. And um, it says, starting in verse 19, what you ask, doesn't the child pay for the parent's sins? No, for if the child does what is just and right and keeps my decrees, that child will surely live. The person who sins is the one who will die. The child will not be punished for the parent's sins and the parent will not be punished for the child's sins. Righteous people will be rewarded for their own righteous behavior and wicked people will be punished for their own wickedness. And so again, we see this um, idea that there is a choice, right? And so scripture, as we see, um, based on Deuteronomy 30, based on Ezekiel 18, it contradicts this idea that you are automatically cursed, as in you're going to be a certain way regardless because of how your family was. Based on scripture, that is not true. So if that's not true, then what is it that we experience? Because I think we can all agree that like, we're certainly going to be affected, right? Which is a word that the Bible use. We're certainly going to be impacted by the patterns. And so perhaps we're not looking at generational curses, but rather we're looking at generational consequences. We're looking at the consequences of the patterns of behavior of our family. We're going back to look at the cycles, to look at the patterns, to look at um, the ways of life, and then allowing that to inform what those consequences have been through the years, right? So, um, this is where I think psychology comes in a little bit, because in psychology, um, there's something called nature versus nurture, a great debate, right? Where um, psychologists say, okay, are we more impacted by our environment, aka nurture, or are we more impacted by our genetics, right? Nature. And so someone who believes that you can be generationally cursed would fall on the nature side. They will rely heavily on genetics to be like, look, you was born into it. Basically, you got to work to get that curse up off of you. And someone who falls where I fall and looking at generational cycles, generational patterns 
that I can choose to walk into, right? That I can choose to abide by uh, would fall more so on the nurture side to say, you know, your environment certainly um, influences how how you are, who you are, that kind of thing. At the end of the day, both have impact, right? So you don't have to choose one side or the other. I'm just making the distinction uh, relating it back to that specific psychological debate. And so acknowledging, I said that, you know, acknowledging generational patterns is going to lead more towards the nature um, that says we're influenced by our environment. And so based on scripture, I'm siding with nurture (laughs) on this topic that we're going to be influenced uh, by the patterns. We're going to be affected by these cyclical patterns. But do I think that uh, genetically or because it's where I come from, that there is some type of ohm (laughs) over me that is just how I'm going to be? No. But am I going to absolutely be impacted by familial patterns going back generations? Yes. So now that we've looked at the pattern in the Old Testament, let's look at what the New Testament has to say about this, which is the covenant that we are now under. And um, we're going to find this in Romans 5, verses 18 through 19. And it says, yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone. We're impacted. Okay. But Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. We're also impacted because one person disobeyed God. Many became sinners, but because one other person obeyed God, obeyed God, many will be made righteous. And so it would seem to me that this idea, this New Testament idea of generational curses and blessings kind of points back to the fact that you have a choice to make. Um, And so we see that generational patterns are things that we are most certainly affected by, but not that we are powerless against because Romans just told us that because of one man's decision to obey, we now can walk in this new life. We have overcome through Jesus and he is therefore the only thing that we need um, in order to be able to overcome that curse that had been done by one man's disobedience, right? And so the the change that we need to make to break generational curses, to break the things that have been set in motion, to break the patterns is salvation and the renewing of our minds as disciples of Christ. The change that we need to make is to choose this day who you will serve, to choose this day if it's going to be life or death. And that is the initiation of the breaking of the patterns of being affected by um, the sins of those that came before you. And so I think this is where we can also introduce the idea of deliverance, which will have to be um, a different video for a different day. Um, So the way that I like to explain this is becoming saved, salvation, it grants you the power that you need to overcome. You now have the Holy Spirit who Jesus said was even better than him. 
Um, he said that the one that was coming after him would teach us even, we would do even greater things to him through him. And so through salvation, we receive the power that we need to overcome, but that power doesn't do the work for you. And that's where deliverance comes in because faith without works is dead. And so um, one of the ways that the Holy Spirit really highlighted this idea of deliverance to me uh, was about the Israelites being free from Egypt. God sent Moses to free the people. And so he sent a solution but Moses could not force the people to journey to the promised land. They had to get up and move themselves. They had to take the journey for themselves. They had to move in order to be delivered. That's deliverance. So whether the deliverance is going to look as overt as demons being cast out or as simple as the renewing of your mind through counseling, through coaching, through reading your word, Deliverance is absolutely necessary. You need to be picked up from this place of this old mindset and you need to be placed over here in your promised land because now that you have been brought out of that slave mentality, um, now that God has rescued you from that old life, you got to learn how to operate in the new life. You got to be delivered to your promised land. So, that's the synopsis. Um, if you have identified patterns in your family that you would like help um, in seeking to overcome those things, we certainly invite you to book a discovery call for some coaching for us to be able to journey alongside you. Do you have to have coaching? Do you have to have counseling in order to be able to get to the other side? Absolutely not. Will counseling or coaching and having someone in your life to be accountable, to partner with the Holy Spirit, to help draw you out, to be that extra set of eyes, to help disciple you and train you in the ways of the Lord in this specific situation? Would that be helpful? Absolutely. Right. And so um, is gonna coaching is going to provide accountability. It's going to provide discipleship opportunity. It's going to provide a form of community to really help you overcome these areas. We, we want to help you get to your promised land. We don't just want to make the money. We don't just want to spend time hopping on a call to hear <laughs> all your dirty secrets. Like, man, as coaches, we are partnering with the Holy Spirit to help get you to your promised land, whatever that looks like in this specific situation. So I pray that that helps you all. I pray that that brings just clear perspective in how to be thinking about generational curses and what that even means biblically. Um, how you can be partnering with the Holy Spirit and seeing this, you know, with just such sober judgment to know what you're really talking about. If you choose to use the term generational curse, cool, you know, whatever. We ain't got to argue over the semantics, but I do want you to, to understand biblically what that actually means and what it doesn't mean so that you can move forward in that truth. So holla at us if you need us. We'll have Brother Aaron back next time. Until then, y'all, we are out. Bye, y'all. Did you know that money isn't the only way that you can support an organization? A review goes a long way. If this podcast helped you in any way or you just want to support us because, you know, we're your people, then help us spread the word. Let the world know that you're rocking with us and you think they should, too. 
share the podcast, leave a review, follow us on Instagram, subscribe to our YouTube channel, hop into the Facebook group, you know, whatever suits you. Until next time, folks, we are out. Bye, y'all.